The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, you hear that music, you know the show, you're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, it doesn't like it matters. I'm going to tell you what, my intern then hooked me up. I'm on the sidelines with my chest out, all that kind of stuff. Man, Corey Henderson. Yes, that's right, I got the number one intern in the world. Not just, you know, America or Arizona, but I got the number one intern in the world. And, and Corey hooked me up with that music, man. He He stepped out for a minute, but... Of course, Corey will be back assisting me as he always does, and I, I greatly am appreciative of the fact that I got the number one intern in the world, Corey Henderson. Used to be a corner for ASU, as a matter of fact, you know. And you got listen, if you play football and you're a corner, you you got you got to be extremely confident. You got to be assured of yourself, and you'll stand up to any challenge. So you know anything I need to get done, I don't ask can he do it. I know I just ask him to get it done, and he gets it done. Young man gets it done. Appreciate that. And that's what we do here at Voice America Sports. We get it done. And uh, I'll tell you what, my homeboy, straight down the road, about 30 minutes, you know, Akron, Ohio, down the road from the Hall of Fame city, Canton, Ohio, is somebody from Akron, Ohio that's getting it done. At least he got it done last night, and he proved a point. He wasn't trying to prove a point. But anybody watching that game, when LeBron said a couple weeks ago that he could be the leading scorer in the NBA every year if he wanted to be. Did he not prove that? I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, man was shooting rainbow three-pointers. You know, taking it to the hole whenever he wanted to. I mean, and put somebody else on it, what's that going to do? But, LeBron, champions are measured by championships. So, yes, you proved one point, but that's not the point we really need you to prove. Come on, man, bring it back to Ohio. I told you many times I just couldn't get it done. So shout out LeBron. Come on, make it happen, man. Cleveland, yes, we need some type of championship, and, and we prefer basketball. Now, football, okay, wake up now. I'm not dreaming. This ain't a dream show. It ain't going to happen this year for the Cleveland Browns. But each year that the big fella has been there, we've had a chance. You know the commercial? You mean there's a chance. That's right. It's a chance. We have a chance. We have King James. So LeBron, okay, you proved to us that you can be the NBA scoring champion every night, every game, every year if you want to be. But now, just go ahead and prove to us, man, that you can, uh, you can win a championship. Like the Lakers are, are proving. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you look at the Lakers, no, nah, they didn't blow them out, but they, they didn't need to blow them out. Yeah, my, my, my number one intern in the world is back now. And Corey, uh, you know, I know he watched the game. And the Lakers... 
the Lakers proved what they needed to prove, and that is they are uh, not just uh, you know a good team. They're a very good team, and and they managed the game in such a way that they did what they needed to do to win the game. They didn't exert an over amount of energy. It didn't take that. They they knew what they needed to do to win the game, and they won. So I'm sure you were happy, Corey. Of course I was. Of course I was. I'm a you know a diehard Laker fan, and we're not gonna let Kevin Durant get loose on us no more, <laughs> at all. So, you know it's it's a playoff time. It gets physical, and I think that uh, Oklahoma's gonna need a little bit more just to uh, you know being con- to be in the contest with us. Well, you know that's what happens. The young players come into the game, and and they get the experience of of being in the atmosphere on the court with a veteran player, a great veteran player, and that's what Kevin Durant has seen. And he's seen how Kobe has transformed, although Kobe is not the transformer of that team. We know who the transformer of that team is. But certainly Kobe does and his team does what they need to do night in and night out to make sure they're in a position to win a game. And, and, and again, like I said, they didn't overexalt a whole lot of energy. They used enough. They played to the level of which they needed to in order to win that game. And they got one under the belt. So uh, this will not be a seven-game series. Check out game two tonight, <laughs> 7.30 ESPN. Uh, it will be on there. You can see the Lakers take out Kevin Durant one more time and then head o- on over to uh, Oklahoma City. Well, so. I think of, of all the series, the most disappointing has been the fact that the Phoenix Suns, I, I mean, I, I just did not think that they would go out and lose at home to Portland, who half the team is not even on the team. They hurt. It's not that far-fetched, though, for me. Man. Phoenix has not played defense, and once their best, their, their starting center went down, uh, Robin Lopez went down, they lost all their big men, so that means that they had to bring in a, a, a Jason Collins, which is okay, but then you, you, make, um, you put more pressure on Stoudemire to defend. When they had Lopez, Lopez kind of controlled the paint, so Stoudemire could freelance, block some shots, maybe um, commit some double teams and stuff like that. Like that, but once he went down, the defense kind of went out the door. That's why they give up those many points to a team that's missing a starting center and their starting all-star two guard. Well, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I, the Phoenix Suns, you know, it was during the trade deadline. There was questions that perhaps maybe, you know, Stoudemire might be out of here, you know, and I'm not so sure that he might, you know, when he looked back upon it, I mean, he wants to win an NBA championship, but he's not going to win an NBA championship here. You know, so they, they've got to get him some help. And the Phoenix Suns, if they want to win a championship, I was concerned. How do you expect to win a championship if indeed you plan to trade your best player on your team? But you did not trade him and you kept him. And but you need to get him some help. So I tell you what, we're talking about trades and all that type of stuff. You know, the sport of which we should be talking about all that stuff is football. So we're going to flip the script real fast because. You know, man, trades and free agents, all kind of things are still happening. Uh, people are getting signed, uh, but the draft is coming up. And, and there are a lot of questions that a lot of people do not understand about the draft. They don't understand about, you know, what it takes in terms of representation. Uh, they don't understand uh, a, a whole uh, business about agents. And so I wanted to clear that up. But, and so what I'm going to do on this show today is I'm going to have I'm going to have a, a couple guests. I'm going to have, a, you know, a, a, an NFL player who obviously went through the process of participating in the draft or the free agents or whatever it was, uh, and, and, and we'll talk about his process because I don't want to give it away if he was a draftee or if he was a free agent. And uh, But we're going to certainly talk about what it's like to be in a position where it is your responsibility, it is your job to negotiate a contract on behalf of these young men. And, and we're going to take that uh, time to do that with an expert. 
And that expert is, of course, a, a, conf, a contract negotiator, uh, an advisor. And, and that person is going to be uh, Mike Abadir. And Mike is the president, and I'm going to hope I get this right, Mike. Mike is the president of Sapro Sports Management. Am I right, Mike? That is correct. How are yeah. you doing, Ray? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, man. It's just, you know, I always had uh, a hard time uh, making sure that uh, I got the name of the company right. But, uh, you know, I've known Mike, I think it's about a year and a half now. Mike was actually mm -hmm. in the studios with me last year getting ready uh, for the draft, uh, working with some guys here uh, in Arizona, although your headquarters, I believe, is uh, in California. Is that right, Mike? That is correct. We have um, offices and agents in Phoenix and in New York, Manhattan, uh, but I'm right now in Los Angeles and um, looking forward to all the excitement this week is going to bring about. So Mike, tell me a little bit, for, for those out there who, who may know and may not know, what is the role that your business, when it comes to contract negotiation and your relationship with players, explain to them a relationship between a, a contract negotiator, an agent if you will, and a player, and when does that relationship start? Well, it kind of depends on a lot of different things. But for me, at this time of year where the draft is coming up, I'm looking at it from the angle of working with a player as he's just getting into the NFL, right? So, you know, that relationship could start down the road where maybe, you know, three years into somebody's career, He's maybe not happy with the representation he's got, maybe looking elsewhere. But what's most applicable right now with the draft coming up is, you know, perhaps I meet, let's say, a, a player at ASU, for example, and he's going into his senior season, and he's got high grades as a ball player, prospects to become an NFL um, future star, hopefully for him. And that introduction can be made in a variety of different ways but typically you're meeting the ball player that ball player is meeting the agent during his senior campaign if his coaching staff allows for it so that's the initial introduction now from there he's going to make a decision with his coaching staff and his family and whoever is important in his life to help him make his decision and by the time that the last bowl game is over if they're bowl eligible then usually that ball player will select his agent soon after because he's got to get started training for the NFL Combine right away. Hey, Does Mike, I'm, I'm going to cut you off right there and ask you a question. Uh, and by the way, when we hear music, we're going to have to take a break. So if I interrupt you again, it's, it's because of the music. But, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But y y you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, if they're bowl eligible, you know, and then right after that, you know, then he's going to be looking to sign on with an agent because now he's looking at getting himself prepared for the draft. Now, I don't want to date myself, but we didn't necessarily back in the day do that. So that's something that's new that's happening now is that the players are looking to the agent to assist them with draft preparation or combine preparation. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. And, and the dynamic has really changed. It's kind of funny because I now work with ball players that uh, had maybe fathers or uncles that were in the NFL. Yes. And they even laugh about how different things have changed in just a short period of time. They may have played, you know, 15, 18 years ago, right? So yeah, That's right. And, and so anyways, the, the way that the, that the industry has evolved is now a ball player is going to rely on an agent to get him properly trained 
to perform well when he gets tested at the combine, once again at his pro day. So that uh, encompasses a lot of different things. The most discussed one is usually speed training so they can achieve a high 40. Right? Oh, hey, you Mike. We, I'm, I'm, and I'm, they talk about it in all the magazines, right? Yeah, hey, Mike, we got that music, man. We're going to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I have my good friend Mike Abadir with me, and we'll be right back after this break. Comprehend the guidelines. My chest out, chinchilla all relaxed on the sidelines. I'm so famous. Understand. New York City. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kanye. Slow motion better than no motion. All right, we're back. That's right. That's that Midwest swag. Slow motion is better than no motion. You just the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I got with me uh, on the line Mike Abadir. Mike is the president and NFL contract advisor for his company, which is 
Sapro's management. And uh, just before we went to break in, uh, we have another call on the line, another guest, and we're going to ask Troy to hold on for a second so I can properly introduce him. But if you can, uh, you know, Mike, let's finish talking about you were talking about the preparation for that so important 40 time of which everybody hears so much about uh, that you facilitate and people in, in your business facilitate uh, players and getting to a facility of which uh, helps them prepare for those things, right? Yeah, you know, so I think where we left off is talking about, you know, the ball player finishes his last ball game, decides on an agent, you know, ball game's over, and those guys that have to go deeper into the bowl season have kind of uh, that window to prepare, a much shorter one than the guys who maybe finish up uh, – you know, last in their conference, but our NFL prospects and can start training in November. So we've got our work cut out for us at Sapro Sports Management. Our commitment to our ballplayers is we're going to get them best prepared to be able to test lights out. And it takes a lot of work. It's a big commitment. Um, but these guys are going to get in there and do speed training. They're going to uh, do core, upper body, lower body development. They're going to change their diets and go from eating like college kids to uh, eating like well-fueled machines that they are. And they're high-performance athletes, and you got to, you know, give them good nutrients and supplements and, and uh, things of that nature, and they'll put in their time and um, hopefully arrive at Indianapolis ready to knock out a good 40 time and to meet the eye test uh, when those scouts see you uh, weighing in. They got to look at, you know, if they're looking at a linebacker, they have to say, hey, this guy looks like an NFL linebacker. Uh, wow. And that's what we're looking to get done is sculpt these guys a little bit further and uh, get them ready to, um, you know, demonstrate that they're going to be fundamentally sound NFL ball players um, and that are in shape today and that uh, they have good college film as well. Well, listen, I got a, a young man on the line with us also who's going to join us. So you hold on there, Mike. A uh, young man who obviously went through this process himself. Uh, now, uh, of course, on the roster of the Houston Texans. And that is uh, former uh, ASU, which is Arizona State University, uh, safety. And that, of course, right now I want to introduce to you Troy Nolan. Troy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, boss. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Listen, we're talking about a process that had to be nerve-wracking for you coming out of ASU, and I think you might have had an injury or so when you was at ASU? Uh, yeah, I had an injury my uh, first year coming out, man. I got in there, uh, spring came in the spring, and I tore my, uh, tore my meniscus, so I set out for the South Spring Ball and came back during camp, but my knee wasn't quite ready. You know, I got out there in camp, and... You know, uh, my knee wasn't quite ready, like I said, but, you know, it didn't really work out for me, so I had to sit out that first year, which I did a lot of learning that first year, so that ultimately helped me out. Right, and so and so when it was time for you, when it was your senior year coming out of ASU and you were getting ready for the draft, did you get a chance to go to Combine? Uh, yes, I did get an uh, invite to the Combine. I actually got an invite to the Combine, so I was a little excited about that, you know. That process was... Uh, it was a little hectic uh, going to the combine. You know, it's not what they, uh, it's not what you think it is, man. It's real. Uh, it's a lot of business and it's a lot of politicking at the combine. So it was pretty hectic going through that process. You know, so. And coming coming through that process and, and waiting around on draft day because see that's 
that's really what we're trying to explain to some people, you know, is that, hey, some people sit there in the draft room, the first rounders, projected first rounders, you know, and, and, and they go through their ups and downs emotionally. Uh, but when it's all said and done, of course, you know, you just want to get a, you know, a seat to the dance. And, and once you get there, you got to perform. So tell us a little bit about how, how it was for you on draft day, uh, waiting to see if your name was going to be called. Uh, yeah, waiting around on the draft day was, uh, oh, man, it was, uh, it was rough to me because, uh, you know, I got picked up late in the uh, seventh round. But, uh, you know, just waiting around and just seeing all those guys, all the guys get picked ahead of you, man, you just got to. For me, what I learned is uh, a lot of patience, man. You just got to be patient and just know your name is going to be called. Just know that time is going to come, man. But don't, you know, don't get all worked up and don't worry about it, man. Just go out and, uh, you know, you don't have to sit around and wait in front of the TV or anything like that because they do have your number. They do have your agent's number. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna make that call and call you whenever they want to pick you up. So just go out and try to clear your mind, man, and do something. You know, don't just sit out in front of the TV if you're not one of those first round or second round picks, early picks like that, man. If you're a later round guy, just go swing, clear your mind, man, and just enjoy it. Just chill with your family or something like that, man, because that call is going to come. Hey, Mike, now that's, that, that's, the, that's the perspective from a player. Let me hear what you might tell somebody, Mike, that you're working with, one of the young guys you're working with this year who might anticipate being drafted, but not on the first day, you know, maybe not even the second day, but now they have a third day. What information or what suggestions are you giving them as it relates to being picked up in the draft and, and waiting to hear their names? Well, first of all, make sure that your cell phone is fully charged and, uh, <laughs> and, and that you're in good coverage area. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with Troy. Um, and I even tell the guys, don't watch it on TV. Um, you know, just be somewhere where there's good cell phone coverage, like I said, but spend time with your family. Um, you know, previously the draft was on Saturday and Sunday, as you know. So a lot of the second-day guys, you know, I'd tell them, hey, if you want to go to church, go to church and sit in the last pew. That way you could run out real fast if you feel <laughs> the phone vibrate. You know, um, don't tick off your minister and have it on the full, full volume mode there. But, um, you know, yeah, I tell them, you know, be relaxed, be patient. You know, it could happen early in the day. It could happen late in the afternoon. Um, but, you know, at some point, you're going to get that phone call, and you're going to be donning an NFL uniform and, and, and wearing an NFL helmet with that logo that you've dreamt about all your life. Um, so what's a few hours or a few minutes um, in the whole scheme of things? Look, and Troy could tell you this too. At the end of the day, regardless of where you're drafted, you still got to make that active 53-man roster. Well, that's so, exactly right, and and I yep. was I, and I don't want to put you on the spot, Mike, but I am, you know, and I and I, I'm, I'm I got Troy, and I'm I want to put him on the spot too as well because, I, again, there's different perspectives, and I I want those who are listening to hear from a player's perspective and hear it from an an agent's perspective, and and like you said, Mike, at the end of the day, you still have to make that 53 man roster, uh, so Troy, let me ask you something, you know, when you went out and you were searching for representation. Were you searching for representation, hoping that that representation might be able to somehow get you drafted at an early position? Or were you just searching for somebody who could take care of the business because you knew that ultimately when you hit the football field, if you didn't get the job done, regardless of what that agent or that management company thought they could do for you, they wouldn't be able to do that? Yeah, that is true, man. Uh, picking an agent, yeah, man, you just got to have somebody that's going to be back you, that's somebody that's going to be, 
you know, that's just going to be there for you, man, uh, football-wise and outside of football, you know, just to, uh, just to, you know, to guide you and to tell you to do certain things and certain things like that, man. It's just somebody that's going to be there for you, be out of football. And even if you like, uh, that's going to back you, you get hurt or something, you don't make that 53 man roster, you get hurt. You get hurt or something like I did my first year. You can get somebody that's going to be there that's, that's going to support you, to hunt, uh, support you through your whole process, you know. So that's that's my little skill on it. And, and Mike, you know, from your perspective, uh, you know, we talked about a few things about how you were, uh, you know, preparing your athletes so that when it was time for them to go to the combine to make that appearance uh, and they were on that on that stage, so to speak, that they performed at the best of their abilities. But when it really comes, you know, time to make a decision for for the teams in terms of who they're going to draft or who they're going to pick up as a free agent. Tell me the role that an agent really plays in that and how effective uh, can he be in, in making that happen. Now, are you talking about when, when a team is selecting a player as a draft pick, or are you talking about undrafted free agents? I mean, I mean both. So, uh, so regardless if you're, you're a player, so if you're drafted, if you can, can, you help, can the agent help improve my draft status? And if you can, talk to us about that. And then if a player is not drafted, you know, how can an agent help the process of, of securing my opportunity to get a chance uh, to try out for a team? Okay, and those are both really good questions. Uh, I'll address the draft one first. And, and I'm asked that question all the time, whether it be by the media or, or uh, you know, an up-and-coming ball player who's about to, you know, select an agent or his family. And, and the response I always say is this. You know, an agent can't get you drafted. What you did on the football field is what gets you drafted. What you do at the combine or your pro days is what solidifies that. Now, what an agent can do to help improve your stock a little bit is, Make sure that you're prepared for Indianapolis so that you look really good. And, you know, have good communication with the teams. You know, let them know about the things they may not know about. You know, for example, somebody's good character, uh, somebody that has uh, avoided any off-field issues. You know, maybe um, point out the positives because so much is brought up about the negatives. A lot of these ballplayers do good things. You know, um, all my clients are very charitable and philanthropic, and they've got kind hearts. And, you know, sometimes you've got to let the teams know about those side of things because those don't show up on, on the test days. Yeah, Mike, um, but it's kind of hard when I'm a college student. I don't have any money to give away. <laughs> you've got to wait till I get <laughs> some money then. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I just thought I'd throw that one in there. No, no, that's okay. And so, you know, you want to maybe point out those things. Um, <clears throat> you know, maybe there's um, some additional things that you can do to um, point out the, the, the less obvious. You know, for example, let's just say you're dealing with a tight end, uh, and that tight end maybe was a superior high school, college basketball player. Well, I, I've even ventured off to send out film on his basketball games, you know, to show how he handles the ball, his, his uh, footwork, that type of thing. And, um, you know, and I think Antonio Gates was maybe the first example uh, in recent mind, but before that you could go back to Tony Gonzalez, and we all remember how good he was at, at playing basketball at Cal. Hey um, Mike, I'm sorry, we got music again, that means I gotta interrupt you, we're gonna take this break, after this break we'll be right back, give us the rail of sports on the Voice America Network, I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be back. I'm so famous, understand, New York City respect my game like Joe Namath, and I protect my name like Joe
kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Sharing the microphone today and the show with Mike Abadir. Mike is a president and an NFL contract advisor at uh, SAP, I'm sorry, SAPROS Sports Management. Mike, of course, is the uh, president and CEO. And then I also got with me former Arizona Sun Devil safety, Troy Nolan. And Troy's now with the Houston Texans. Uh, and I'm going to uh, get back uh, to a comment that I believe Mike was making before we left the air. And he's just talking about the versatility of these athletes and uh, playing different sports. And I think you mentioned Antonio Gates was one of them, right? Yeah. Just yeah, an Tony example, Gates. right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Tony Gonzalez before that. And, you know, there's a lot of examples. And, and I was just tying that back into the question of, 
you know, what can an agent's influence uh, be like? Well, if the agent's really creative, you know, and, uh, and resourceful, then, you know, there are things that we can do to point out some attractive features of the ball player. And the goal in mind is to get as many teams not just interested, but feeling if I don't use my team's pick right now to get this guy, he's not going to last until the next round. And so we're always trying to create that type of, um, you know, intensity in, and uh, the desire for that team to pick up that player as early as possible. Now, for the undrafted free agency stuff, I'm sorry, were you about to ask something? No, no go ahead, because that's what I wanted to ask you. But, but you go ahead. You're, you're touching on it right now about the undrafted free agent. Okay, I mean, and that's, and that's an area that I really pride myself on is uh, in, in doing a good job with the ball players and getting them contracts uh, with teams that they can make it. You know, it doesn't uh, help out the ball player too much to sign somewhere that he's got no shot to begin with. So we do a lot of our homework at Sapro Sports Management, countless hours of research, and we really put our ball players in a position to succeed. And that's all about the relationship. And I think that was the original question, what can the agent do? Well. For me, you know, my background, I came up through the NFL. So, you know, I started off my NFL career as an intern with the Raiders before I ended up going to law school and everything. So, you know, I got to feel the dynamic from within the organization, and I've definitely capitalized on, on that. And now I've got, you know, relationships with each and every single NFL team from top to bottom. And, um, you know, I, I feel that at any moment in time, if we make the decision to go with a certain team on the moments that follow the draft that we've made the right call because we're so prepared going into this process. So, yeah, most definitely that's really where an agent earns his paycheck with those undrafted type players is positioning him in the best way possible for him to achieve some success. Once again, like I'm sure, sure Troy can come back and tell you, you still got to go and do it, and you got to grind it out at these mini camps and impress them from the very first day of rookie mini camp all the way through, uh, you know, all the mandatory reporting dates and, and, uh, and, and training camp and on through preseason ballgames. Hey, Troy, it, it's uh, interesting that, uh, of course, Mike said that, that you could, uh, you know, speak to, to a point that he just made. But let me ask you this, uh, going through that process of not just the draft, but the whole process of, of securing an agent. Is there anything that, as you went through that process, that you know now that you didn't know then that you would do differently about choosing an agent? Uh, about choosing an agent now, because uh, uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy with my agent, you know, and everything. My uh, process with my agent was a uh, pretty good because I what I did with my agents, I just you know narrowed it down to three different agents at the end of the time, and then uh, at the end of the year when it was time to my training and everything, you know, and I just really broke, married it down to to those three guys. And one of my my agent is uh is is an agent for one of my uh one of my good uh one of my good teammates that played with me in Arizona State. So I figured uh since he was uh good to good to that player, you know, treated him well, and I talked to him about it, you know, I went with him. So I just didn't want to go with anybody that I didn't know or didn't trust like that. So I want to have somebody with a feel for somebody else in debt knew the ropes, knew the background, and just, you know, that uh, had good experience with, uh, with an agent. So I obviously went with him after I had a meeting with him and talked to him. Okay. So. Hey, uh, hey, Mike, let me ask you, uh, some of those negative things that are out there looming over the heads of, of many agents, you know, I'm from a generation where there's a, a, a ton of horror stories out there. Uh, what is something that you would like to say to those out there listening 
to dispel, you know, any of the, the myth and maybe still some truth about bad things about agents that, you know, it is, the business has improved so much over the years since, uh, you know, some of the generation of guys that I play ball with. Well, I think the NFL Players Union has done a nice job uh, monitoring the agents and, and the regulations and things of that nature. But, you know, I can't really speak to other agencies that are out there and the agents that they've got. All that I could tell you is, you know, the, the agents at Sapporo Sports Management are honest and ethical. And, you know, I, I'd rather not speak to it. I'd rather just have somebody get in touch with one of my clients. And whether it's a future Hall of Famer like a Simeon Rice or an up-and-coming running back under Pete Carroll over in Washington uh, there with the Seattle Seahawks and Lewis Rankin or any player in between, you know, we treat everybody the exact same way. We work our tails off for everybody. We love our clients, and I feel that they love us. We've got a great relationship. And, um, you know, so uh, we, we, we try to make the profession look as noble um, as possible with our work ethic and with the way we conduct ourselves. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy and, and proud that all of our clients have really, really shown their appreciation for everything that we've done by referring us more clients down the road in the same way that, you know, Troy's agent uh, signed him because of a referral from, from a ball player he trusted. We get most of our clients in the same manner. And I, and I think that's the best way that a young ball player can approach this is, you know, hear something nice and make his own decision after meeting with that agent. Um, but upon hearing, you know, um, some nice things about somebody, you know, so that, that's kind of uh, the, the best way that I can answer your question, Ray. But it's a good question. And, no, that's and a good answer. One that I wish more players and parents would ask. Uh, that's a good answer. You know, I always I, I like to take my referrals a, a, a little step further and, and a little deeper. And, I, I, you know, it's always I look at it like, OK, forget myself, because, you know, sometimes we'll compromise ourselves even when we shouldn't because we never should. We should always love ourselves. But I always say, listen, if I got a son of a, or a daughter and if this situation would be applicable to them, what situation would I put them in? And you'll always do what's best for your kids. So if it's somebody that you would refer your kids to, then that's the right choice. So we'll think about it like that. But uh, I appreciate both of you guys. I'm going to ask you to hold on. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to continue. And we're going to talk a little bit of football now. And what I'm about to do right now is I'm about to put, uh, uh, put Troy, you know, under the radar here because – I'd like to know the Houston Texans. Man, I mean, there's some talent down there, and you're part of that talent, Troy. How are you guys feeling about going in and approaching this year's season coming up? Oh man, we feel we feel excited, man. We feel like uh, it's a there's a lot of it's a good opportunity for us, man. We want to make it to the Super Bowl, man. We want to just man, you, you got know, a beast for a tight. I mean, for a wide receiver, man. My God, that's a linebacker playing wide receiver for y'all down there. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's a big guy, man. Andrew Johnson is a specimen, man. He's a great ball player, man, great individual on and off the field, you know. He's a good team player, man, you know, humble guy, real team-oriented, man, real team-oriented, man. Now, let me ask you, going against, uh, you know, Dre in practice every day, man, do you think that makes the secondary better when y'all going against a receiver like that? Uh, yeah, man, it makes it makes us better at the same time, and it makes him better also, right. you know, because uh, – you know, just going against a talent like that, man, it's uh it makes everybody better, man. That guy is something else, man, you know, so And you got a hell of a running back too. Huh? You guys got a hell of a running back too. Yeah, yeah, we do got a we do got a heck of a running back, man. So it just 
we got all around uh we got an all around good group of guys, man. Offense and defense go. So we're looking to do bigger things this year, bigger and better things. So so let me ask you, as you look over the season last year, Troy, what were some of the, uh, the issues that that prevented you guys from from winning a ball game here or there? Because uh, like you said, the talent is there. What what would you say is the one reason that sticks out more than any other as to why you know you guys lost a close a couple close ball games? Uh, probably I would say just a uh, lack of concentration sometimes on the uh, on the play or whether whether it be like a quarter or a half. You know, lack of concentration in one area, uh, one instance, you know, can turn the ball game around drastically or a turnover or something like that. You know, that was our uh, that was the biggest downfall with losing games like that. Man, it wasn't the way we played. It was just our play. We was there. You know, the intensity and you know we had heart. We went out there and played, but it was just something happened. You know, like maybe a lack of concentration or a turnover here somewhere late in the game or early in the game that kind of affected us, you know? Yeah, we got a couple minutes till breaks, guys. Uh, let me say, when you when you say a lack of concentration, uh, again, for those guys who are in college and they're moving up to the next level and pro level, man, talk to them a little bit about, you know, when you say concentration, what exactly do you mean by that? Uh, lack of concentration, I mean by uh, whether you like me playing defense or something like that, somebody makes the, uh, makes the wrong check or doesn't uh doesn't check out of a certain defense and with a certain formation that an offense gives them or something like that you know and you know stays in the, uh, one one side of defense maybe playing a certain coverage and the uh, other side of defense might be playing an, another coverage because they didn't relay the call or something like that you know that's basically uh, basically that that's what I mean by like like concentration somebody yeah. doesn't get the yeah and I was hoping you would say that Troy because you know I, I'm just going to term that as you know those are some mental mistakes and and a yeah. lot of people you know. A lot of times at the pro level, it, the talent isn't that much different. But I've always said it's, it's mental mistakes. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The team that, that makes the less amount of mental mistakes is probably the team that's going to win. You know, and that's why a lot of these teams now are, you know, doing all these testing and sitting down with these interviews and, and trying to find out exactly uh, what type of player they have. They got an astute player. They got somebody who just doesn't spend much time in the film room or in their books. That's going to affect the outcomes of wins and losses. Okay, guys, we got another break we got to take here, and then we will be back. We're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got Troy Nolan with me, safety for the Houston Texans, and he'll be back after the break as well. I ain't got no car to take you on a date. I can't even buy you flowers. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh uh-huh yeah. rihanna uh-huh good girl going bad uh-huh take three action uh-huh no clouds in my stones let it rain i hide your plane in the bank coming down at the dow jones when the clouds come we go we Rockefeller, we fly higher than weather, and she flies better. You know me. All right, you know me. That's right, you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm Phoenix, living like it matters, enjoying the show. I got a couple uh, special guests here with me, and uh, we've been talking about everything, man. And, uh, you know, one thing that's very important, as uh, Troy Nolan and I were just uh, talking about before we went to the break, particularly in that secondary is mental mistakes and uh, I, I'm not sure that many people really understand um, the commitment it takes Troy um, in terms of uh, preparation for uh, an NFL team uh, when you received your your playbook for the first time uh, <laughs> let me ask you uh, was it a lot different in that playbook you received than the playbook you had at ASU uh yeah, it was a lot different. It was a lot bigger <laughs> and a lot and a lot more information that I had to learn and you know and get down and way in less time. You know, I think the biggest thing with me, the biggest thing with uh me trans uh, transitioning to the NFL, I say, was just mentally, man. Physically, physically, it's pretty much the same as college. But the biggest thing people coming into the NFL, players coming into the NFL now, is just really mentally, especially as DB, especially as safeties, man, because you got to know a lot now. And nowadays, safeties are making all the checks and, you know, making all the checks on teams and doing all the stuff like that, making the calls. So it's, it's really mentally. mentally. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad you said that, Troy, because I want them to hear it from you as opposed to hear it from me because I try to tell people many times that, you know, the game is played, you know, in between the ears. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, as you approach this game, had anybody told you, uh, what to expect mentally in terms of how much information is thrown out at you. Uh, did anybody prepare you for that? 
Uh, going through like the draft process and all that. No, uh, I mean in terms of when it's when it's time to hit that playbook and, and you hit it running. You know, it's like okay, here's the playbook. We go over it in practice. I mean, we go over it in the classroom. We get out on the field. You know, and and you got to remember everything and and at the speed of light. <laughs> you know, because you got some of the fastest receivers in the world. You know, coming downhill at you, and you know you got to make all those checks. You got to make all those calls, and you got to make plays on the ball. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, we talk, I mean, coaches, they talk about it and they tell you about it, man, but it's, it's really up to you. They give it to you. They give you the information. You know, once you're here, you're on the team, man, it's, it's up to you to get that and it's up to you to know it. You know, we go by a motto as a, up here in, uh, in Houston is be a pro. So you got to just go home and get in the book, man. You got to do that stuff yourself, man. Just get the book, like I said, man, and have that, uh, have that down packed by the next day, man, or, or else you're going to be out there looking crazy and looking like a fool, man. So. Hey Mike, really hey, hey, Mike, I want to ask you a question based upon, you know, hearing some of the comments that Troy just made and, and, and mine as well. Uh, and I know you don't want to do this to your players. You don't want to intimidate them. But I, I, I will attest to this, and I bet you Troy would, would concur with me on this. you just one mistake away. Everybody talks about you one injury away from your career being over with, but you really, when you're a young ball player, if you want a first-round draft pick, you one mistake away from getting cut. I mean, so do you put that much emphasis on your ball players as Troy and I are, are saying that they need to be into their books? Are you emphasizing that? That man, that playbook is like that's what you, that's your love of your life once you get on an NFL roster. You know, I've been real fortunate, and I haven't had to necessarily emphasize that too much because all the guys that I've chosen to work with are um, you know highly intelligent, and they've been able to pick up that playbook and, and grasp it and avoid those mental mistakes. You know, physical mistakes are going to happen to everybody, to the best of them. But, um, you know, I haven't really had any problems with that with any of my clients, thankfully. So um, that's been something that we've been able to, um, you know, um, n not have to deal with, you know, because of the caliber of clients that we work with. So thank, thank God for that. So does that mean there's a certain type of athlete uh, as you recruit, uh, you know, and go after those uh that you're interested in representing? Is there a certain type of athlete? Is there a profile for an athlete that you look for? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why don't you share that I mean, with us? Yeah, I mean, the guys that we're looking for are, first and foremost, you know, good people. Uh, high character individuals, you know, have no off-field issues uh, that, that are, that are um, you know, going to bring them down or follow them throughout their careers. Um, obviously, you know, the athleticism and the raw speed and the high player grade and good college film and, and good scouting opinions are, are important. But, you know, what's going to really, you know, get your, your foot through the door is the speed and the ability. What's going to keep you in that door is the work ethic, the intelligence, and the high character. And that's going to make the difference between, you know, a guy who's got a very, very short career and some longevity. You know, I mean, if you look at the best of them during this generation here, you know, the obvious choice is, is Jerry Rice in that he's had, uh, you know, maybe the most impressive career with longevity, doing things at 40, you know, that 23-year-olds um, wish that they could do. And I think that anybody that's been around Jerry would say that, you know, he's been able to accomplish that because of his work ethic and his good character and his determination. So, you know, we try to identify somebody who's got similar characteristics so that we can enjoy and grow with them in a productive career. Well, uh, 
you know, I'm sure that is uh, something that many players out there, if they heard it, they should take heed to that. I think I need to finish up a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, AFC South, and, and I'm looking at the, the Houston Texans, and, and I just find it hard to believe that um, every year, year in, year out, in order for you guys to make it out of there, uh, seems like Troy, you guys got to unseat the Indianapolis Colts, man. And uh, is is that on is that on the radar this year to, to, to unseat them and, and and take that trip to the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's on the radar every year. Man. That's first and foremost to win that conference, you know, to, to uh, get after the Colts, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. You know, that's first and foremost to get after those two teams. I mean, those three those three teams. You know, so that's first and foremost. We got to do that before we do anything else, man. Win that division. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, the record, you know, the Colts, of course, uh, always win big. I mean, they always win a lot of games, you know, but that's a competitive division. You know, mm-hmm. Tennessee was down for a minute, but uh, but Vince came back strong, and uh, and they look pretty good. So uh, so going in this year, I mean, you guys, uh, the schedule will be out later tonight, and I'm sure you don't care who's on the schedule is going to show up. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself health-wise. Um, is there a little injury you're recovering from? What'd you say? Uh, was there an in- injury this year? I think uh, I, I was got some information about perhaps maybe recovering from an injury this year or no? Uh, no, I'm good this year. I uh, broke my hand last year in the uh, first game. There you go, this, right? So, yeah, so I was uh, I was on IR. I broke my hand in the first game. So you know, but I'm good, man. I'm healthy and I'm ready to go, man. Hit the ground running. So we're working out right now. You know, just off season workouts. You know, lifting and running. So I'm ready to go. Well, uh, hey, man, I, I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you out there again, man. Listen, uh, you got your fellas out there at ASU, man. Anybody out there you want to give a shout-out to, man? Because I know some boys, they anxiously waiting on that day. Just tell them just to be cool, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, man. I got a couple guys at ASU, man. Just want to shout-out most of the uh, seniors coming out, man. You know, uh, just all the seniors coming out, man. Just tell them, uh, you know. Everything's going to work out for them, man, and just, you know, enjoy this draft process, man, and just enjoy, enjoy this process while you can. And once you get on that team, man, hit the ground running, man, and make things happen. Well, listen, I appreciate you being on the show, Troy. Uh, listen, man, I uh, uh, I got my man here. I got the number one intern in the world. He hooked it up for me, so I want to thank Corey for, um, you know, <laughs> assisting me with getting you on the show. Uh, man, that was fast, Corey. You got to extend this time. We need to extend this time, guys, but I can't do it. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Mike Abadir. That's my friend Mike from Sapros Sports Management. And, of course, uh, Houston Texans safety. Troy Nolan was with me today as well. It's been something special. I got to do it again, but I got to do it next week. It's over with, fellas. Hey, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Jay, Jay, Rain Man is back. With Little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart. Never be worlds apart Maybe in magazines But you still be Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.